0: Ah, and welcome to the third episode of the Murph's Place 808 for the love of golf podcast. I'm your host Murph and I hope everybody is having an awesome day out there today. It's a lovely day here in Hawaii. It's hard not to have a good day in Hawaii when we have a constant temperature and great weather. It is 10th or 11th day of our second lockdown of COVID, so There are a lot of golf courses. Matter of fact, the majority of them are closed still. Uh, I was able to get to play uh, Mamala Bay on Friday. The military courses, there's a couple of them that are still open um, since they're on the bases, and they fall under federal and not state guidelines. So as of right now, they are staying open. However, it is nearly impossible to get a tee time. The tea time sheet is filled up for the next two weeks, but we were lucky enough that a group, a buddy, a couple buddies of mine got a tea time for Wednesday, so we're going to play Wednesday. Uh, Mamala Bay, we played it Friday, and and same course that I'm going to play this Wednesday. Uh, Back in the day when I first started coming out here in 2001, I remember Mamala Bay was one of the best courses on this island. Always in great shape. It was on the military base, so unless you had access to the base, you couldn't get on to play it. But the course was always in good shape, and it was always busy. I know I have a buddy that lives out here, Ski and Kathy. They're like family, actually. Uh, But he, when I would come out to visit, he would make tea times for us to go play the military courses. And at Mamala Bay, if you did not have a tea time, or you did not get there... Early in the morning, you were not going to get to play that course. That's how busy it was. Some things have happened over the years, and now you can basically go out there and walk on and play any time of the day, and any day of the week. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, got another spam musubi update, mamala Bay. Got to rank these guys from one to five. I got to give them a four point five. One of the best spam musubis on the island the taste is perfect it's always in great consistency the rice is always cooked all the way through and it's just a superb spam musubi I really really like it so uh, I've been working on the podcast since I haven't been able to go off I've been working on uh, upgrading some of my equipment here in the studio so I've got some of that stuff on the way and hopefully the podcast is only going to get better also going to Possibly and probably be uploading some podcasts on video on YouTube. Uh, going to have some guests come in and do some interviews with them, and hopefully those will be occurring within the next two or three weeks when I post podcasts. Uh, also, possibly going to be having some live stream stuff where you can actually I'll take some calls live in the studio over the phone and. That's just some of the future things coming for the podcast. Hopefully, it'll make it a a better podcast than what it already is. Let's talk about some PGA news. The tournament tour championship just ended today. Dustin Johnson, your winner. Not only does he win the tour championship, he also wins the FedEx Cup. And what a payout for the FedEx Cup. $15 million. $15 million. That is just crazy money for four days of golf. Coming in second, tied for second, was Xander Schauffele and Justin Thomas. And those two will be getting paid uh, $5 million for second place and $4 million for third place. Again, not another bad day payout for four days of golf. So when I first started coming out here in 2001, uh, I was caddying in the Sony Open Pro-Ams. My buddy Ski and I did that uh for probably i would say eight or nine years and then uh, it got to the point my knees were so bad i couldn't carry a bag for that long It, it started making my knees hurt so i ended up hooking up with the golf channel guys and working with those guys on the golf channel i was a camera driver which started out as a volunteer position but then the i guess the union complained that we weren't getting paid so they started paying us to work the tournaments. It wasn't a lot of money, $400 for four days, but the work wasn't that hard. Basically, just drive the camera guy around or ride around with him and then set up his tripod for the camera when he needed it, stuff like that. Pretty simple job, but it was fun, and it was a lot easier work than carrying a bag around all the time. But uh, that's where I met John Harmon. He, is, well, he was a pro at that time at the Wai'ai Country Club, and now he is director of golf at Moana Lua Golf Club. I'm hoping to get John in here for an interview and to talk some golf things uh, here in the, in the near future. Um, when I did caddy at the uh, Sony Open, uh, there were a lot of pros. The majority of the pros were really nice, really approachable. It's kind of a little different over here. I mean, we do get a large crowd here, but it's not like on the mainland. And so a lot of the pros are really approachable. You can talk to them. They'll take pictures with you. I mean, they're just a good time when they're over here. There are a couple that I'm not going to name any names, but there are a couple that... Uh, are not that nice and uh, basically I'll just tell you the story my buddy Ski and I were sitting on the bench on the side of the pro shop and one of the pros a a pretty well-known pro as a matter of fact walked by and as he walked by we both just said hi and said his name and he without breaking stride he just walked by us he glanced over at us didn't smile didn't wave didn't do anything and just turned back, forward, and kept on walking. And we just thought to ourselves, "Wow, that was that was not very nice." I mean, that guy can be a jerk, I guess. But it is a, a the tournament over here is really a good time, and the players are more a little more relaxed, I think. This year, Cameron Smith won the tournament, and we did have a really good field this past year in January when they were all over here. And the Sony is basically. The first major tournament of the year. I shouldn't say first major. It's not a major. It's the first full field tournament. Uh, They go to Maui, uh, one of our neighbor islands, for the Tournament of Champions. Anybody that won a tournament the year before, they play this tournament on Maui. And then, so the Sony Open is the first tournament where there's a full field where everybody that is eligible can play. I've let's see I've been doing this since 2001 so that's 20 years and in those 20 years I've Tiger Woods has never come here and play and I don't know why that is but he just he doesn't come here and play this tournament which is probably a good thing because the venue size and the amount of people that would draw is really really incredible so it's probably good that he does not come and play this one so we didn't get Tiger over here, but we have had quite a few celebrities come over and play in the pro am. Uh, we had Adam Sandler and Kevin James used to come religiously. Uh, Will Smith has come over and played. Roger Clemens. Uh, funny story about Adam Sandler. My buddy Ski and I were walking around waiting to um, carry our bag on our for our tea time for the guys that we were caddying for, and so we were just walking around watching watching some players play and we came upon a group. Jim Furick was the pro in the group and they were playing and we're standing there watching them tee off. And as we're standing there, here comes Adam Sandler and a couple of other guys. So he came up and started talking to us. We introduced ourselves to him and he said that he had bets with those guys that were with Jim Furick. They were movie producers that he worked with. And then he had the threesome that he was playing with. They were some more producers, and they had a bet with those guys who was going to shoot the lowest score. So stood there talking for a little bit, and then we walked away and started heading back up to the caddy shop and, to get our bags. And we're talking along the way, and I just told him, I said, you know how cool it would be if we got to caddy in his group, how fun that would be? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be all right. So we get back up to the caddy shack and we're standing around. And so what they would do is they call like ten guys and they take them over to the pro shop. And as amateurs would come in and sign in, if they didn't have a caddy, they would have one of us caddy for them. So I go they call my name, I go over there, and they give me my guy, his name was Rob Moore. And so I get a pairing sheet, and I'm just looking through the pairing sheet to see who our pro is. And so I'm going down, and I I find our foursome, and uh, John Cook, Cookie, was our uh, pro. And John Cook is a former Buckeye. And being from Ohio, I was pretty jacked up that he was going to be our pro. So I'm looking through the list of names, Rob Moore, and then there was a Dave guy and another guy, and then Adam Sandler. I could not believe it. Adam Sandler was going to be in the group that I was caddying for. And so my guy wants to putt. So we go up on the putting green, and I'm standing there, and I see my buddy Ski walk by, and he's carrying this big bag. And I call him over. I'm like waving, Ski, come here, come here. And he sees me, and he had already known and he just he waved me off. He's like, I know, I know, I know that he he knew that I was going to be in Adam Sandler's group. So that was an awesome time, and it was a great time, uh, caddying in that group. I mean, and Adam's not a bad player. He's actually a pretty decent stick. But it was funny because he would get ready to tee off, and one of the, one of the people in the crowd would would say. Uh, Hit it like Happy Gilmore, wanting him to run up and hit the ball, and he was he would just be like, "Yo, you want me to kill somebody?" And uh, he'd hit a he'd hit a drive, and he, like I said, he was he's a pretty decent player, so he'd hit his drive and it'd be down there pretty good, and then somebody in the crowd would go, "Not bad for a hockey player." So it it was uh I had an enjoyable time throughout the years caddying, and I, I was fortunate enough to caddy for a gentleman one year and uh he was a YLI member and a, a pretty good player and uh I had the opportunity to caddy for him and I told him I said hey when we got done I come out here every year in January for this tournament and if you don't mind I'd like to caddy for you you're a you're a good player and and uh I enjoy I enjoy caddying for you and he was like sure just give me your phone number so I give him my phone number. And so every January he would call me and say, Hey, you coming out? And I'm like, yep, I'll be there. And so he would, he would, he's usually out of town on business. Um, And then he would come in on like on a Sunday and play a, uh, play a nine hole practice round on Sunday. And then we'd play the, the uh, pro am on Monday. And it was a great time. One of the nicest guys I've ever met on the Island. Also, uh, when I was caddying early, probably it was about the third or fourth, fourth or f- yeah, third or fourth year that I caddied. Um, one of the caddies I became friends with, local guy here, was uh, I was working with him and another cameraman um, named Kenny Walsh, and he asked me if I had Pat was his name. He asked me if I had ever um, met a. Olympic medal winner before and I said no and he goes yeah you have and I said what are you talking about and he pointed to Kenny who's the camera guy that I was working with that that uh, tournament and I worked with Kenny several tournaments after that he was a great great another great guy but he uh, I I ended up coming back and googling him and finding out that uh, he swam uh, for Michigan State and swam in the Olympics with Mark Spitz, and he won a medal, a couple of medals, I think, in that Olympics, and then he won several Pan-Am, Pan-American game medals um, throughout his career. So another great guy, lives here on Oahu, but he's a super great guy, and I enjoyed my time working with him. This podcast is brought to you by Smart Boy Studios, the best studio and artists collective out of the state of Ohio. Smart Boy Studios provides recording, mixing, and mastering services, as well as any other audio post-production you need. Whether you're looking to put out a new single, put together an audio book for your bestseller, or make your podcast the best it can be, visit www.smartboystudios.com today. DeCasso, an artist on Smart Boy Entertainment, just dropped his new album, Suburban King, The Story of Westerly Drive. Available on all streaming platforms now. Physical copies are also available on the Smart Boy Studios website. The album features Grammy-nominated writer Troy Hayes, music from all Smart Boy Entertainment producers, and some of the best vocal talent from the Midwest. Suburban King tells the story of DeCasso's youth moving from the inner city to a suburban neighborhood, and the trials and tribulations of adolescence, racism, and adapting to a new environment. Search Dicasso. that's D-C-A-S-S-O, on your favorite streaming platform or visit www.smartboystudios.com to check it out. If you'd like to support Smart Boy Studios and their artists, visit threads.smartboystudios.com to check out their merch. They have hoodies, hats, shirts, and more. Okay, let's take a couple of questions from a listener. Rain asks, what are the most common etiquette mistakes you see on course? Things that you have seen irritate other experienced golfers or yourself? Well, I guess there's several different things you need to consider when you're playing golf and you're playing with another person or a group of people. Um, I guess some of the main ones would be, number one, stay still when someone is going to hit. Um, Don't move around and don't be in their line of sight, meaning don't stand directly behind them um, and don't stand in front of them. You should stand off to either side of them, either on their backside where they can't see you or on the other side directly across from them. So you're not in their peripheral view. Some things like that bother some golfers, not all, but it does. That's one of the main etiquette things you need to consider. Uh, Another thing is uh, don't make any noise, you know, opening or closing your glove, um, hitting something in the cart, getting clubs in and out of your bag, talking. Um, That's another big one. Uh, When you're playing and you hit a shot in the fairway, fill your divot with sand. If if you left a divot, fill it with sand so the next person that hits his shot in the fairway doesn't get penalized by hitting into a divot. At least he's on a little bit of sand, which he can get a, a, a decent shot out of. Also, when you're on the greens, if you hit your ball up onto the green and it leaves a mark, make sure you repair that mark. Uh, the next guy coming up doesn't want to have to try to hit his putt and hit that mark and have it throw it off line. Uh, When you're on the green and there's several people there, try not to step on anybody's line where their putt is going to go. You want to walk around it so you don't make any indentions in the green where it can throw their their putt off. Um, If you're slow, if you're a slow player... Let other players that are playing faster than you through. Let them go through and play ahead of you. Um, it's fine to be slow. I mean, if you're not, but it's not. It's not fine to hold up other players behind you. And the main thing I think is just show good sportsmanship. Uh, I know I've played with guys before that they, you, you know, they they're hoping that you play bad because they want to try to beat you. Especially if you're playing, you know, if you have a wager on the game or not, but. I never wish bad on somebody because I think that the golf gods are going to punish me maybe later down the road or later in the match. And so I want everybody to play good golf. I like to see good golf being played. The second question that uh, she asked is, could you talk more about handicaps, explaining them, and how to get one on island? So in golf... There are a lot of different players that have different abilities and different skill levels. So a golf handicap is a way for them to compete fairly against other golfers. So, you know, when they get done playing, whatever their handicap is, they add that to their final score, and that is their considered their net score. So if you're a scratch golfer, you have a zero handicap index, and you get no strokes added to your score. So if I'm a zero and someone is a five, I shoot, say I shoot 75 and they shoot 79, they deduct that five strokes, their five handicap, and that gives them a net score of 74 so then they would win that match if they if we had a match against each other. They would win it with a net 74 because they get five off their uh, index, off their final score, I mean. So handicaps, it used to be called the uh, Gen Handicap, but now it's called the World Handicap System. Um, it's still ran by the U, uh, USGA, United States Golf Association. And the way to get a golf handicap is when you play you have to enter your scores into the into the uh, usga system but in order to do that you have to have a um a usga number handicap um number to enter your scores so the way to get one of those numbers is you can either join a club like for instance the beach boys golf club we have a uh, system where somebody, whoever joins the club, part of their uh, their membership due, it goes towards paying that um, fee for the handicap, which I believe is like either 20 or $25 a year, but um, you pay that fee, you, you got to find a club to join. Or I know locally here on Island, I know Roger Dunn has a system that you pay them the 20 or $25, whatever it is. I'm not sure what they charge, but then they give you a number which allows you to establish a handicap. And you got to, for most play, you don't need a handicap. If you're just going out with your friends to have fun and hang out and play some golf and have a good time, you really don't need a handicap. But if you play any competitions, any uh, tournaments um, that require that you have a, a USGA handicap, then you're going to need one to play in those tournaments. Rain, I hope those answered your questions. Um, if anybody has any other questions or topics they want to discuss on the podcast, set, shoot me an email at murphsplace 808 at gmail.com. That, or you can leave me a message I, on Anchor um at my at my site there there's a spot to leave message uh also if you'd like to support the podcast there's a tab there to do that also and um i hope everybody has a great night and we will see you next time aloha